Let's rewind the clock to 1988, particularly November 28, 1988. Episode 2 of the second season of Star Trek The Next Generation. There's a famous line that Data, uh, Lieutenant Commander Data says, when they encounter something a little bit different, a little bit strange, he says the famous phrase, I do not know. And he can't use contractions, so it's like, I don't know. And for those of you who don't know, Data is an android, so it's not like some parents, it's not Data from the Goonies, where it's a guy with mirrors on his bike. He says, I do not know. There's a quote from him that says, like, you know, sometimes the beginning of wisdom is saying, I do not know. And we kind of like that phrase, because it doesn't mean that you have the answers, always. And you're not afraid to necessarily look foolish, because you want to get better. Right. So let's launch out onto the loop and discuss this today on Curiosity Continuum. Hey everybody, this is Brian. And this is Josh. Thank you for joining us today on Curiosity Continuum. For those of you tuning in for the first time, Curiosity Continuum is a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends who want to spark your curiosity, help you integrate information, and enhance your everyday contextual awareness in a constantly changing world by sharing conversations with you that explore, examine, and reframe common practical topics. And if you people want to receive updates when new content is available, and we really hope you do, please be sure to hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast app so you can receive these notifications when there's something new to listen to. We appreciate everybody that listens to us for engaging with us and sharing your own curiosities with you and your friends so you, we can explore these topics together. And you can find us on curiositycontinuum.com 24-7-365 and on our social media. And we thrive on your feedback and we hope that you'll continue to keep that loop going as we start our conversations now and in the future. All right, Brian. So we were talking about this kind of off before we started recording, and we thought it was a kind of a good idea to record this one, right? I do not know, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But all joking aside, that is the that is a kind of sometimes a profound thing to say, right? It can be because it starts the fact that you're curious. Yeah, and it starts with humility, I think. Knowing that you don't know everything. Yes. There's a there's a fine line, I think, where people almost make a god of not knowing. You know? So I don't right. Know. I, don't, I, I agree. I agree. Or the, yeah. But the fact that, like, the name of our podcast, Curiosity Continuum, it's not uh, the things I know continuum. <laughs> it sounds kind of boring, you know? It's and, not, and, you're stupid, I'm great. <laughs> That's, <laughs> you know? We would have no. very few listeners to this podcast. So that's <laughs> yeah, but that's not what it is. I mean, that's not what w- the kind of vibe we want to bring out either. It is asking that question, I don't know, and let's explore stuff together. Yeah. That also opens, it means that you're not the expert on everything. There's a culture, especially now with social media, how you edit your video and how you do your lighting and all the other kinds of things, or the, the time you take to write a blog where everybody wants to be the expert. I value experts in my own life. I mean, they're there. I mean, I need them because they are right. experts. You know, I go to those experts, not because they know everything, but I believe that they're diligent and they're capable to be able to figure out something they don't know because I know they're going to have the curiosity and the diligence to learn. 
like my accountant, if I run into something, you know, say, how do we deal with this? Like, there's a lot of things that he knows. But if there's like new tax code, if there is new whatever, they're waiting on guidance from, you know, governing agencies, he doesn't necessarily know. But he'll figure it out and he'll be diligent about the learning. The I don't know when it leads to learning is one of the most valuable things we as human beings can do. Right. And I, I do think that that is what we're doing in school. We are learning the question, the answers to questions that we don't know. We're also learning, you know, we're also learning, you know, social interaction and things like that. But really, you're learning, you're learning how to learn for the rest yeah. of your life. That's, that's, and it takes a long time. <laughs> and everybody's learning together. So that's why you know, when you think, some people think about middle school in their own life. And it was like, this was the dumpster fire of my life. <laughs> yeah. But it was for a lot of other people, too, because it was like everybody's trying to learn about everything and themselves and changes and stuff. It's not like you're the only person learning and then everybody else is like an expert. And sometimes you probably felt like you're the only person that knows what's going on and everybody else is the idiot in the room. <laughs> but it's because everybody didn't know collectively, but you're trying to get better, hopefully. All that being said, if the next sentence of I do not know and I do not care, that kind of shuts off the learning valve. What we want to do is actually keep our brains pushing to the edge of what we do know, because then we'll eventually arrive at something I don't know, or I do not know. That is giving us now the ability to kind of expand how we think about something, change our perspective. And it allows us, like Josh said in the intro, like a humble stance to be able to approach a situation. So let's talk about ways that we move from I do not know to I do know, or I do know something, because that's the process of learning. It's there's a lot of things that we don't know. But now, Josh, let's talk about like, if you don't know something, there's different steps that we're doing that we're learning about, right? So school right. is one way of learning. There's experiential learning. I was surprised for you being like more of the introvert and I kind of want to just stay at home. Like you took a trip to London by yourself, like in your early, like your early life outside of high school. I did. Yes. So talked about that because did you know, and this was like pre like, Here's all Travel Advisor and Expedia's of the world. Yeah, this was this was before 9-11, actually. This was uh, in 2000. Do you want to talk about that? So how did you decide on London? How did you then plan your trip in that way? Because you didn't have as many tools that were readily available now. Like, what did you do? Right. There was an internet, but it wasn't uh, as robust, you could say. I did not have an iPhone, <laughs> so that wasn't a thing. So I had to get a travel book and everything. So I'll go back to like where I, so I chose to go to London. Yeah, you're right. I did. I totally forgot about that thing until you told, you talked about it. So in early 2000, like, like right out of high school, I wanted to kind of like do something different. You know, so I went, went to college for a while, thought, well, I'm just going to go, you know, get a job for a while. So I got that. But then I thought, you know, I didn't really have a girlfriend at the time. I didn't have... I had friends and everything, but you guys were all doing your own things too. So I'm like, I want to take a trip. Stuff was busy in my own life at home because I lived at home still. So I had all this extra money. So I'm like, let's take a trip. Let's go to uh, Europe. I wanted to go to Europe. So I was like, ah, let's go someplace that speaks English at least. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I really wanted to go to London in England because I wanted to see like a really, a, just a different, like his, like a really historical place. That had lots of things to see in a small area where I have like my hotel room and I could just like walk everywhere is what that was kind of the goal, really. And I want to just get out of my own comfort zone a little bit. 
that's what I did. So <laughs> let's talk about that though, because then obviously you had the the actual trip, and this is what happened and things. The setting of context first, right? I want to have an English speaking country. I want to be able to walk from like kind of walk places, so I don't have to do a lot of public transportation if I don't want to. Right. You start right. to put parameters about something like, where do I want to go? I don't know. But then immediately going, well, let's give some criteria. And then you can kind of start shaping your knowledge around that. Like, hey, London actually sounds like a viable option. And then you probably start to research what London looked like. These are some right. of the things there I'd like to see. Right. Um, and I, I bought like a travel book for London that I still have somewhere that I'm going to tell you that. Even with the internet today, if you can get a really good travel book for like a city you're going in, um, it's fantastic because the travel book itself was full, first of all, full of colored pictures. It was told you how to get there, you know, but it was a great thing because it was, it, it would allowed me to plan ahead, you know? Yeah. Also too, uh, we take our devices for granted now that it, it's always going to work. It's always going to do something, but if you have a book. Like it's going to work. The book does work. Yes. (laughs) There is no load screen. There is no like, oh crap, it's buffering. I'm not in 4G, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's it's the OG in my hand right here. Yeah. So let's talk about what I don't know. And then what you did know, you got to London. I think one of the funny stories for me was like when you finally decided to stop at McDonald's for a meal after you had a lot of like, like London-y fair food. Yeah. You know? So you're trying a lot of things you didn't know. So tell me about what the... Returning to what you knew did for you, like, in your mental state as you're going and gallivanting. So, like, um, you know, I was, like, always getting, like, you know, fish and chips and all this stuff on. I would There was, like, a street food, like, street car. Like, you know, you'd go out and get, like, a ham, like, not even a hamburger, but whatever they had, you know, like, on food on a stick, that kind of stuff. And I was like, you know what? I really just want something familiar. And so I was walking by one day and I saw, like, McDonald's and I'm like, I'm going to eat there. <laughs> So I went in there and I was like, I will have a Big Mac, some fries. And it really, I was, didn't really realize it at the time, but I was actually getting kind of homesick because Mm -hmm. I had never been away from home, let alone out of the country that long by myself, (laughs) you know? Talk about just the feet first in. Yeah. I was, I was 20, 22 years old or something like that. I mean, not old at all, you know? I'm just like, oh, yeah. So I, I order that. The guy's like, you know, his English accent tells me what it is, and I pay him. And I, I got I sat down, and that food tasted so good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ate that. I ate that food so good. I was just like, oh, this is the best food ever. But it was that familiarity, I think. Yeah. There's a lot of, I think, that will, when we know something and it's comfortable and familiar, it gives us the the parameters almost for safety and a reference point to be able to go and learn things we don't know. Right. Because if it was all something we didn't know, there's no there's no safety or parameters or context that we're we're putting into it. Uh, I had a similar experience when I went to China a few years back. I love trying new food. I really do. So tasting all those different things was a lot of fun. And at a certain point, I'm going like. I felt myself skating just a little bit. I'm going. Like, I wish there was just something a little bit more familiar. That I was, uh, you know, could go go to and look at and say, okay, <laughs> a, I think I had a sandwich one day. It was like more like a like a Western style sandwich. I go, oh my gosh, like this helps me just have mental peace of mind <laughs> because everything was like, yeah. I would ask sometimes like my travel companions or my translator, and I would say like, what is this dish? And they're like, we don't know. 
I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? <laughs> because there's such a wide variety of vegetables and other things that are available. Like they didn't always know what it was. And so you just had to try it and go, oh, it's pretty good. And you'd never know if you have it again. So, but it was always nice to have that, like, okay, I can kind of come back to this to know that this is what I can at least understand everything else by. And I think too, like, to all, to ask the question, I don't know, or to say the statement, I don't know, and then you wanting to find out the answer, that makes life a little more exciting for you. <laughs> because if we were always looking for the answers of stuff we knew, what would be the point? You yeah, know, you're, you're never growing as a person at that point. You're never changing. And I think I think really the real essence of being a human being is the essence of change. People buck against change because honestly, it's because they don't know. They don't know what the future holds because we can't see in forward in time. We said that before on this podcast. It's kind of like a duh moment in your life when you realize that. Like, I don't I may think I know what's going to happen with consequences and things like that. But you're not really sure. And you never know, I mean, what's going to happen tomorrow, you know? Yeah. So to ask those questions and to seek those answers, I think it brings a real kind of, it starts growing as a person from the inside. And then you start realizing like, you know, that's a worthwhile endeavor to actually go find answers. In the, in the pursuit of it too, when we know something, we feel like we have some kind of control in our life. And control right. is kind of its own conversation we could probably have on another podcast. But those things, well, I, this I know, I can control this, I'm familiar with it. And it's more when you start to step out into the new areas, you don't know how much control you'll have or won't have. And it's that's kind of the adventure portion of it. That's why even like in a book, you're reading a book and you might say, well, that's the most like I'm in my home or whatever like that reading a book. That's what's so fun about it is because like you're always turning the page. I don't know what's on the next page. That's part of the adventure. If you could just all of a sudden just omnisciently know the end of the book and say, okay, that was good. <laughs> Next, you know. <laughs> yeah, Start take... from the last page and work yeah. your way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it takes out the joy of discovery. So I think the challenge before we put the comma in the conversation is to find out something that you don't know and dip your toe in the water to actually find out and learn something new. Yeah. And I think that's, it's easier said than done for some people, but it's a good process to start getting into, I think. And a little practice every day will make us better for ourselves and for our families and the world. And I know I'm getting really like out there. And the universe. So when <laughs> Lieutenant Commander Data gets gets to us in the universe somewhere, he'll say, I do not know. And then we'll be able to learn from one another. That's really right. a bad wrap up, but we'll leave it there for right now, I guess. Right. <laughs> well, I'm not sure, but yes, let's do that. Um, <laughs> let's put a comma in the conversation. All right. So, until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum.